I'm like, I'm tired of this frumpy thing that you're putting me in. I'm tired of these boring, muted colors. The only thing I have not done, which I need to do now, is create underwear. Because I'm tired of the ugly granny drawers. Excuse my French. And so... Bitch, is the bridge. I'm just like over it. So for me, it's... I want to look different. So my earrings were... I'm tired of going to the store... And buying the same earring and everybody is the same. Oh, hi, shit talkers. Welcome to Talk Show with P. And I am your host, Paula, the shit talker. I mean, don't we all like talking shit anyways? <laughs> are you a creator? If so, you are in the right space. Talk Show with P is a place where we showcase and celebrate the talents, works, and stories of creative minds from all walks of life, while also raising awareness for mental health through providing a supportive space to share their stories, insights, and experiences. We will be discussing creative journeys, the high, lows, and the ways we manage our mental health through it all. Join us each week for inspiring conversations, useful resources, and a community of like-minded creators as we dive into the minds of creative beings to explore their journeys, struggles, and triumphs. So whether you are seasonal creative or just starting out, Talk Show with Peace, the podcast for you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is a special, special person. I actually met her a few months ago. Shout out to, shout out to Sandy. She was doing her empowered uh, women, women, uh, what was it? Women and empowered women's lunch yes. something like that and i went and as i was the first person i met before actually sandy herself was my guest right now and she made me help her carry some stuff upstairs and one of the things i helped carry at the end of the night was given to me and i was admiring it see this beautiful painting I still haven't hanged it because I still don't have a home and I don't want to hang it in this house and then I have to take it out. But it's in my bedroom. I just brought it over here right now so people can see it. But it's normally in my bedroom. Anytime I my work stresses me, I just look at it and I'm like... <sighs> so, yo, oh, and the hat I'm wearing was also given to me. Actually, this was a challenge. She made people pick a hat and you should have seen how people were running around trying to pick the hat. It was incredible. One of the most amazing, you wouldn't think like hats would make people go that crazy, but it did. It literally did. I wonder if she had saved that for the handbags because only God knows. We would have been, you know, when they throw a flower at the wedding, that's how it would have been if it was the handbags because... But Tamara, thank you so much for my painting, my heart. She also did give me some wine. Like I, I, I love that place with so much knowledge, so much love, so much support, and so much goodies. Tamara, welcome to Talk Share with me. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I've been waiting since then to be here. So I'm. I know. I'm finally happy to finally have you. Eight, eight, How you being, eight, eight. girl? You know, I had to sync the numbers up. So that was a big thing for me. It was 888. So. I can, oh, my God, yes. And actually, I don't know how I forgot to, to do this on my first, because I just finished recording another episode. But today is my brother's 32nd birthday. My younger brother, who's my best friend. So, Alvin, happy birthday. And happy I love birthday. you. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm having a beer on him because that's my beer drinking, beauty going buddy. Oh, there you go. Have some for me. Now, Miss Tamara, you are the woman of many talents. When I say many talents, I mean many talents, and we're going to get into that. But how did your artistic journey start? Like from, let's go to the, to the beginning, like take us back. Yes. I think I've always wanted to be an artist. Um, from childhood, I just always remember drawing, almost remember creating. I think one of the dresses I wore when I was like eight years old, I told my mom how I wanted it to be with polka dots and stripes. And back then it didn't mix patterns, but I didn't care that's what I wanted. And I was in, you know, leg warmers and it's in Jamaica, which is 90 degrees, <laughs> but I'm in leg warmers with a romper, the whole thing. So fashion and art has always been important to me through high school. I did some art in high school and then I told my parents I want to be an artist. And my mom said, no child of mine is going to become an artist. Jamaica mom, huh? Listen to me. It's just one of those things where parents think that artists don't make money. They don't. You're going to be put in the streets. You're going to be on the street corner selling the same piece of artwork every week and nobody's going to buy anything from you as an artist. So I, I never gave up my love or my passion for art. I went and did what my parents wanted me to do. I went to Florida International University. I graduated with a degree in English became an English teacher. Initially, I was supposed to be an accountant, but at quantitative method of business was a class that I knew I would fail. So I dropped out of the accounting degree to become oh an English God. major. Oh my God, <laughs> it's funny you say that because a week ago or two, I read to you, got, you know how Facebook gives you these weird memories of years ago and and it literally said i can't believe i passed my qm classes because i used to not attend them i hated them and my friend ended up studying with me overnight and i was just studying to cram to pass not like i i don't want to know i don't care if i don't know i just mm-hmm. want to come to pass and i screenshotted it and i sent it to her she was like i can't believe we actually passed the shit oh my god and, and until today we don't even use qm like why the fuck are we wasting our Listen, I didn't even take the class because I knew I was going to fail. I'm like, I don't have time nor money to pay for a class. I'm going to fail. So let's just change the group. Like I have every level of accounting in undergrad and graduate school. And I became an English teacher. But I loved English. This was one of my passions, too. So I love to read. I love to write as well. Um, That's what people don't know about me. Um, But I went on to become a teacher. I became an English teacher in middle school. Then I went to DeVry University and became an admissions advisor and then rose through the ranks and became a director of admissions for the university and then went to Kaiser University. But while I was teaching, though, I even though I was teaching English, I still had my students drawing. So whatever they thought when I was reading a story to them or whatever they wanted to depict, I made them draw during class. And this is 23 years ago when I was teaching and I wanted to make sure that art was always, I was the drama teacher, so I was designing sets and doing all these different things. And when I went on to become a director for the university, I still had creative things going on in my office. It was the downtime. It was the time that we did with team building was something, always something creative. I was decorating, even as a director, I was decorating the office. People were like, why are you doing this? You don't have to do this thing. And it's like, yeah. It was just always my thing. Creativity just comes natural to me. It's not because uh, to some people that creating process is like, 
a, a chore. Like yes. that's so much work. But when when that's your passion, it's like oh, I can do this in my sleep. Like what you talking about? Like this, this is what helps me calm down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that was people didn't understand. When I became a principal, I was teaching art as a principal. I was still going to classroom. And they're like, you're the principal, not the art teacher. We have an art teacher. I say, yeah, but I, I, I still want to be able to, to, to do art. So long story short, while I was a principal, I was launching my first dress. I should have brought a dress downstairs, but the dress that I created, which is now one of the dresses that I have, but I designed a Jamaican dress. I was teaching vacation Bible school, teaching art, tie and dye, and doing all these different things. And I realized that I was pretty good at it. I was pretty good at designing. I was pretty good at doing art. And people wanted my bags. Back then, it was tie and dye bags. It wasn't hand-painted bags back then. So it was a little bit different. Um, But from then, so this is now, yeah, 2012, so 11 years ago, is when the first bag was created and we put all this thing together. And it, it just blossom from there so everything that you see now and all the bags were actually paint on them is different but that creativity and that process that wants to make dresses and fashion and do things my way has always been my go-to thing it has been the thing that fuels me and, 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 and there's so many things you said over there by the way before the interview ends you're gonna go get the dress and show us i'm just saying <laughs> like it, it will have to do a, a feature in here i'm not gonna let that opportunity go but um i feel like you were those principals who whenever the art teacher called in sick or anything instead of looking for for uh what were they called um Eh? substitute you're like i will be in the substitute i'm actually when they call you to call out you're like oh take as many days as you want i got this don't worry about it don't worry about it i have this under control we're good and it's something you say but um because i'm from tanzania so you know i understand africa i know I would call also Jamaicans African anyways. Mm-hmm. But I know our, our, back in the days, right, uh, who I will call my my grandparents because my parents grew up with that mentality where they couldn't pursue their dreams just like you, right? But if something is really your passion, it really doesn't leave you. Like, look at you. Even though with all that event, you, you, you're, you live that totally different life, but you still came back to your passion like, this is what I want to do. Yes. But I feel like because of that, like, look at my parents right now. My brother wanted to do music. My dad supported and helped because he didn't get that support. So now they're trying to 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 be that. Yes. I wanted to start a podcast. What do you need? Just like you, I'm sure right now your kids, you're allowing them to be as creative as they can be because we understand you came from where you were not allowed to do that. And even though you tried to follow that path that you were supposed to, it still ended up bringing you back there, which sometimes you're like, man, I could have started this shit way before, but I also, I also believe that God's plan, right? There's a reason why sometimes our roads end up going that way. Even though sometimes I look at God and I'm like, did I really need to take all the road to get here? Like, couldn't you just shortcut it for me? Like, did I have to hit all those bumps? <laughs> but I feel like we were meant to be because of the people you meet on that journey, the obstacles you meet, the clarity you get and maybe if you wouldn't have gone through that you wouldn't really know if this was your passion or not 
or you, you wouldn't have gone hard for it, right? I absolutely agree. And I think having my corporate background, because I went on to become a CEO and a CFO for an organization. So I think that background helped me to establish the business principles within my organization. The ability to go in and have a turnkey solution for organizations where, where, where my art is concerned. Being able to steal the training and development even with my art. So I, I truly, truly embody the experiences that I had before and appreciate them. And I want to make sure that their lived lessons, you know, Sandy B likes to talk about their tuition when I make mistakes and things like that. You're paying tuition. So when I think True. about my prior experience, I incorporate that in my business practices now. So in, in SOPs, in creating pieces of work too, that embodies my experiences. And I think because of that, I come to the table or I show up differently. Like when you came to, to hear me speak, you heard me talking about what is needed, talking about smart goals and putting all these different things together. Had I not gone to university, had I not pursued my degree in human resources and in English, then I wouldn't have the things that I have now. I wouldn't know and understand protocols and different things like that, contracts and understanding why it's important to have contracts in place and to adhere to them and to redefine brains of things because, you know, things get lost in the shuffle and people will screw you over if you don't read and you don't ask questions so i truly implore having that experience and enjoying that so true even with your accounting background i mean it wasn't much but i feel like it also helps you right now with with, with your financial budgeting and stuff because however knowledge of it you have it does help structure that and I feel like maybe if you hadn't taken that route, maybe you really would have been a struggling artist that your mother said you would cause. No lie, the art world is not easy to break into or, you know, you really need to fight and have the strength and have ambition and the finances and because it takes a lot of marketing. You can't just... So your background, your fi- by working that, it has prepared you either financially or even if it's not big financially, but right. somehow, you know, compared to just out of the get-go, getting into the art scene, because most of the time when we're that age, you feel like, oh, all I need to do is create one piece mm-hmm. and get it to the right person and the doors are open, you know, because at that age, that's what you feel like, that's all you got to do. And sometimes this shows light to us because we see, oh, they are photographer today and somebody saw their picture and I think they're blown <laughs> Yeah, and listen to me. It takes every day. It takes tenacity. You can't just say, "Oh, I've sold a piece now. I'm good." No, it, 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 you need to sell fifty more. That's the yep. thing. And that for me is so important. It's, it's funny that you say that because for me, I sell one piece and I'm excited now to sell twenty more. It's like, all right, I know. I'm, I'm, let's go. Let's go. It's not like, oh, I can sit on and relax now. It's now let's break the canvas out. It's so ironic that you said that because. This weekend, I, I sold some pieces this weekend. I said, you know what? It's time for me to evolve. And evolution for me is going into oils and going into different uh, mediums. And I said, I always said, I, I won't do oil because it's too expensive to, to, to buy it, number one. Number two, it takes so long to dry. I'm so used to painting so quickly with acrylics, with doing these different things. And now expanding into oil now puts me into a different realm if you will. So a different clientele will be able to, to appreciate oil where somebody else will be like, well, I don't care if it's oil, it, um, mm-hmm. acrylic, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But 
I know that at this point in this juncture in, in, in my business that I want more, that I crave for more. Yes, I've had some successes, but guess what? You're as good as five minutes ago, not five that years Hey, shit talkers. Are you ready to finally finish the book you started two years ago? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That one. The one that is still sitting in a Word document on your computer just like mine. <laughs> well, no more. None of that. Let me tell you, shit talkers, no one is going to get the job done more quickly like my girl, Eliquity. I'm finally, oh my God, getting my book done because of her. She's working with me to write my book and she can do the same with you. She can help you finally finish the book you started. Get your book finished before the end of the year. Publish the baby and add Arthur to your bio when you hire my girl Eliquity as your ghostwriter. Go to our website www.writeforyou.me and click on a discovery call button to grab a time on our calendar today. Yes, that is www.writeforyou.me. What are you waiting for? Let's get this author title added up to our bios. Do it now. Thank me later. Oh, the, the next piece. You're as good as the next. <laughs> and that's so true. Because I do feel like um, the young artists or these people, once they sell one, they feel like, oh, especially if they do it to somebody who's a little bit known or big, right? They feel like, mm-hmm. oh, that's my break. Now they're going to come to me. But brah, half of the time, these people won't even mention your shit out there. You, you need, this is the chance you need to go harder because you have proved yourself if that person could pay that money and love that piece, this should be an awakening that, fuck, I need to go harder. But most people don't think like that. They feel like, oh, I've already sold one. I have this, like I've sold a $5,000 piece. Oh, this 5000 is going to cover me for a month, two months, and then I come back. But the momentum is going. As soon as you get it, you got to keep on going. Like every time me, I get guests, or I get interviewed for a, a piece, or I get, I'm like, Oh my God, I love that. I want more pieces written about me. <laughs> you know, that should drive you, not kill you. <laughs> exactly. This morning I was up at three o'clock in the morning. About 3.45, I was up. I was like, I have all these things to do today. I know I, you know, I had meetings, I had deliveries I had to make, I had shipments I had to go out, I had things I had to paint. I have an upcoming event, a three-day, really a four-day, but a three-day major event coming up this weekend. Reggae Fest is this weekend. So that means I have to have hats ready um, for Reggae Fest. So I'm like painting new hats. Oh my God, that's beautiful. So I'm creating new designs for this weekend that nobody's ever seen. I'm doing things on wood that people have never seen me do. So it's like, how do I break out of this niche that people think that I'm in? Yes, I do interior design. You know, I have my pillows that I do. We have the paintings in the back. We have earrings that I'm wearing. This is how I actually started too here in Georgia. But creating a market and then not being okay with sitting in one market and said, okay, I'm good. I've mastered this. Because I go to West Elm and I paint almost every weekend in the month of August, but normally it's once a month. But when I go back and think about it, I had an accident August 16th. It's coming up on one year since I had an accident. 
And that accident derailed my entire career. I had things in place. I had savings in place. I had things in place. But what I was not ready for was a financial strain that came from me having to pay to fix my car because the person was uninsured. Me having to, to, to miss out on 10, 12 weeks of painting because I'm hurt. I'm still hurt now. You know, all those different things that we don't think about, you prepare for them to an extent because I knew, like you said, I sold paintings over the over that August and I had put things aside and I knew things were done. But when it came January and I'm going, okay, now the money's run out because I normally would have been making money and doing everything every month, but I lost all those months. So what do you do? You pivot. You say, okay, well, I'm going to go back to doing some garments now bringing in new swimsuits, doing different things, but you constantly have to be on your toes. You cannot rest on your laurels and say, okay, I'm good. People are going to come by. My friends are going to come and support me. No, it didn't happen. Yeah. It won't happen. So you have to be mean, hungry at all. I mean, we, we, we should be learning from Beyonce and Rihanna. They have so much money, but they still keep going harder. You're like, Beyonce, why are you still doing a tour and charging all this money for people? Because I got to stay ready. I got to be prepared. And, and, and sometimes we feel like this money, but I know me and you both have been through a fire. You've been through an accident. There are certain things that do end up happening where you end up spending more of your savings than what you expected. I mean, COVID. Everybody was living off through their savings. Almost everybody went bankrupt and shit. So if COVID doesn't teach you to like, yo, you gotta always be hungry like you have zero dollars in your account. <laughs> Every day is zero dollars. Every day is, is you working harder. It's me showing up. You know, people always say, oh, you're the lady who paints in the window. Yep, I'm going to sit in that window at West Elm and Avalon and paint until they tell me don't come anymore. But I'm going to continue to paint and continue to show up and continue to greet people at the door. Hi, how are you? Welcome in. Like I work at West Elm. I love what I do. Absolutely love what I do. And I want to make sure that I stay happy. And my, my clients are happy. You know, I said I'm changing to oil. I'm changing different things. I told one of my collectors, I was like, listen, come September, I'm switching up things. And he's just like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm moving to oil. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. You know, and, and you have to give your insiders those things and for them to feel special that they know you're going to be working on these different things. And I'm saying that to you to, to, to say that we all need to evolve. We all need to step up our game. Again, Rihanna started with her songs and she was um, performing and mixing with people. Now people want to be with her. She has vintage, you know, she sold all these different things. And when I think about locally, when I think about Pinky Cole, Pinky Cole does not need to open another restaurant. But what does she do? Every week, if you look, Pinky Cole is going to another location. She's doing market research. Where do you need to be? What's going on? All these different things. Her entire wedding, her entire pregnancy is a production because she knows how to make money from her name. And that's where I want it to be a brand, where Tamara Gammon is a brand. It is the legacy that will be left for my children as I build it. We just moved. My dining room table is filled right now with earrings that I'm painting. There are hats on, on chairs, on tables, and everything else because we're in this transition period and we have to stay ready. Because if I wait until Friday to paint these things, it's like, well, what do I sell if I haven't done it before? You know? So that's one of the things I think is important is to stay ready. And that's so true about evolving. Like I myself talk shit with P. I want it to be a brand. And when P, when I tell you, if somebody goes listening from my 
first episode of season one to right now where I'm about to do season seven. Every season has been different because every season I learn, I show up to things that I need to show up. I learn because I have to evolve. In order, there's so many podcasters out there. Mm-hmm. In order for me to still stay relevant, in order for me to keep growing, I do need to evolve. My logo changed. I needed it to change. So I feel like sometimes people feel like, oh, because I'm already here, if I change, I might lose my customers or anything. But no, you might gain new customers because those people who love your old stuff will still love your old stuff because you're not going to stop doing your old stuff. But then you get new people who love your new stuff. Or those old people, because they've trusted you with your artistic sense and they appreciate your work, will get to adapt with you because they know your work. And again, as you say, just giving them a heads up. When I was changing my logo, I was constantly announcing we are changing our logo coming soon. And I did an entire reveal of the logo before the season started. And people ended up loving it. In the beginning, I was scared because why do you change a brand? But look at all these TV stations. They have changed names after a while. The companies, they have changed names. They have rebranded. So if those big people can rebrand and still keep their people why do you feel like you can't? Because at the end of the day, in order to still be relevant, you do need to evolve because the world is evolving. Look at now. Everybody's talking about chat GPT and AI. So you either learn to, evolve, to, to be around it or those people who are using those are going to get further ahead because right now, that's the... Like we, we're gonna go with the flow and, and, and just create. Like I'm changing my website, and it, it's just one of those things. It's like I've had the same website for 13 years. Um, I'm changing. I mean, I've changed some of the pictures, of course, but it's a layout. I, I want something new. I want something fresh. I want to be as we go into this new season, into the fall, and when we transition, it's just like everybody else. Like you said, these TV shows change. These different these design sets change. All these different things change. You know, people are like, oh, don't discount your work. And I was like, everybody sells. Discount. Yeah. yeah people, people sell off. Every store I go into right now has a clearance sale, has something because they're trying to move merchandise. You can mm-hmm. sit there and hold on to this, this piece and make $0, or you can make $500 versus waiting on this $5,000 and create new things and, and move merchandise as you go. So when you think about it, as a small business owner, I operate as a corporation. Right. I don't think of it. Oh, it's just me and everything else. Right now, there's about four of us in here having to work on things and do things. So now when you think about that, you know, as simple as picking up something from you or something being delivered or whatever it is, it's important. If you think of it from a corporate standpoint, because one day I will truly be a corporation. So why not? Amen. Why not think about it as it is right now? And the, uh, and something you said about your website that that you created thirteen years. I mean, a lot has changed. You also, as a person, have evolved in those thirteen years. So it only makes sense. And sometimes you also want. Um, I know people get used to something, so you want them when they they walk into your. You know, imagine if I go to your website every fucking day, right? Mm-hmm. And I already know it. And then one day I walk in, and it's all new fear. I might end up even buying something that has been there for a while but i haven't recognized it because the whole feel is different you know something i mean i've worked at home goods and i've seen when on the clearance side because people always go to the clearance side first so it's always a mess always mm-hmm. so sometimes people don't want to dig in and i because i work there 
I've seen some things be there like for six, seven months. And then when I say, okay, today I'm cleaning the clear inside and I will rearrange it because I, I was a merchandiser. So I merchandise everything and shit and I put it right in the front and I decorate it. And next thing you know, it has been bought. Mm-hmm. All because the presentation has changed. Nothing has changed. It's just a presentation. And she was sitting there for five fucking months. Nobody wanted to touch. But as soon as you change the presentation, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So it does help to sometimes change up a bit. Just like the stores, just like the seasons. It's fall, summer, winter. It changes. And we still adapt. So you can also change. You can have themes. You can have, I mean, it is okay. You don't have just because you started that way. As long as you're communicating with your people, yeah. they will be okay. Trust me. I think sometimes we overwhy that, oh my God, if I switch too much, I'm going to lose people or anything. But trust me, you're right. the people who are right for you will stay uh, and those other new ones will find you because you keep evolving with time. But if you keep having that oldness, the new ones who are evolving will be like, eh, no, nah. mm-hmm. this one looks more pretty. I'm going to go here. <laughs> I'm going to get that one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and it's just about, as you said, repositioning yourself and creating a buzz and creating a need. It was a simple thing as adding a tag. We did a 50% off sale. No, I'd been telling everybody 50% off, but until we put that red tag on those paintings this weekend, people are like, oh, it's 50% off. Okay. I'm like, every time you come in here, I tell you, I'm going to come to sale now. Okay, 50% off. And that was it. People kept, oh, can I get this one? Okay, you can have this one. But is it going to be like next week? No, it won't be 50% off. And it won't be the same paintings in here next week because I had to change out everything that's happening. So, you know, it's, it's creating all these different things. Let's say I'm working on things for Reggae Fest this weekend. Uh, where it's going to be a little bit different, things that people have never seen me do before, which I'm excited about. Um, and then, you know, when I get back to West Elm, it's going to be some new paintings. It's going to be oil paintings, which is something that they've never seen me do in the store. So I, I want to be able to have that wow factor. I want that piece where people are like, hmm, that's different. I have winter dresses coming out, fall dresses coming out, long sleeve dresses. I know. So... The addition to those, there will be some women with here with dreadlocks this weekend, all these different things. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this at, at Reggae Fest, this shit would have gone real quick because, you know, Walter speaks Reggae Fest, then she's just oh, wow. missing a, she's just missing a blunt over here. <laughs> then you're Gucci. <laughs> Oh, that gave me an idea. Maybe I should paint some of those this weekend. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because, I mean, it's Reggae Fest, you know? And it's Pigmont Park. It's not like in an indoor place. There will already be people blazing their shit out. So. <laughs> I am absolutely sure. I, yeah. yeah I, I, I have to think about that. Keep me posted if you do and how it goes. Because I might actually actually text me if you do paint them because I'll pull up on you to see, you know? How it goes. I'll see how it yeah. If it's not very hot, I'll, I'll, I'll come and help. Because, you know, it's been very hot. Either it's so hot or it's raining cats and dogs. Atlanta, get your shit together. I'm, it's bipolar. <laughs> Atlanta weather is absolutely bipolar. It's supposed to be rain as a part of the weekend. But I'm hoping not the entire weekend because we're going to be out there under a tent to hope no lightning. 
like, yeah, because when it's so much rain, you don't even get the traction you need. At least if it's hot, you still get the traction because it's it's a yeah. tent. People want, but when it's raining, people are like, fuck no, I'm, I, I'm not gonna get wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your creative journey spans a wide range of mediums, from artwork to clothing, to jerry, to clocks, to handbags, to swimwear. Like, oh my damn God, hatch. Like, <laughs> how did you discover your passion for such diverse forms? Because I know most arts, artistic people, like who, who consider themselves art will end up with just doing artwork pieces. But you like ventured into everywhere. So how did your passion for such diversity form in your expression and how do they all come together in developing your unique style? Exactly what you just said, unique style. I was tired of wearing what everybody was wearing. As a plus size woman and a woman of color, every time I went into certain plus size stores, I won't name them, I saw the same thing. I'm like, I'm tired of this frumpy thing that you're putting me in. I'm tired of these boring, muted colors. The only thing I have not done, which I need to do now, is create underwear because I'm tired of the ugly granny drawers. Excuse my French. And so... Preach, sister, preach! I'm just like over it. So for me, it's... I want to look different. So my earrings were... I'm tired of going to the store and buying the same earring and everybody looks the same. Oh, I have to... I I stopped buying Jerry in stores a long time ago. Oops, I'm going to you know, those are beautiful. My jewelry, because I want to be different. Hats in the fall. Sometimes I can't wet my hair as much as I want to. So I'm like, some days I don't want to comb my hair. So sorry, I've been lazy. I started to do hats. I was like, people be like, where did you get a hat? I'm like, I made it. And they're like, oh, you make hats too? I'm like, yep. So it was always out of a need for me. When you go back to talk about when you create something that you like, then that's when it's important to others. You have to love what it is that you create. I love color. I love wearing color. Um, I'm an introvert who, who has to be an extrovert. So for me at home, I look like I'm homeless. But when I'm going out, I'm stepping on. I'm going to be cute. So, and that's, Amen. And that's how it's supposed to be. I want to be, I want to be unique, though. I don't want to look like I'm blending with everybody else. So you may see me, yeah, in a, in a traditional dress, but my shoes is going to be funky. It's going to be colored. Um, on Saturday, I had on a tutu with my hand-painted Air Jordans. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen you in Air Jordans before. And in, in sneakers, I'm like, I wear them. It just has to be my designs on it. That's the only difference. I'm oh, my God. Can I buy plain Air Jordans and you paint them? Yes, ma'am, I do. You're gonna have to talk because I actually need you to do. Uh, 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 I've seen your swimwear and I love them, but I want a, a, a special edition for talk show with you. Like, I need you to paint a, a, a nice, like, create a nice, and I'm a one piece kind of mm-hmm. person, but a very funky one piece. You know me, and I feel like you're gonna be able to. Uh, so, you we know, you can do that. So yes, I'm I'm actually customizing some swimsuits for people's um, anniversaries right now. They're going away to Vegas. I'm putting swimsuits together. I do it for like girls trips and things where girls, you know, women are going away and they want to have a whole theme so we can do that. And that's the great thing about being not only the artist, but also the designer. 
is that I can come up with everything. I can do it on my own. I retain the intellectual property, right? And that's very important part of business is having that intellectual property and owning your intellectual property. I'm not saying, oh, well, you did a thing for me and da-da-da-da. No. Yeah, I have a partnership that I do with, with a card company. Um, we're doing some cards right now. We're in the works, getting all that done. That will be debuting on Saturday. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, it's just about the whole creative journey is owning it, right? Is is being able to, in my house, my artwork is on the wall. My pillows are on my couch. I live this. This is this is my life, right? I Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right, you you got you gonna be your number one fan because you can't expect people to be your fan if you're not your your own fan, right? I know. I when I went to Port first, I had my my toiletry bag, I had my mug, I had my bookmark, like everything. Talk shit with P, right. and everybody was looking at me. I was like, "Damn, you really are branded." And then on the last day, I have a backpack. I had my backpack. I had my top. Talk shit with P. I had socks. I had sandals. I had everybody was like. Are you full? I'm like, yeah. I, I am going to be my own walking. I can't expect people to buy shit from me if I'm not also wearing my own shit. Exactly. As t- today, I was on the road with, to take my son to, to the doctor today, and I had on my She Believe shirt. I was home painting, at construction going on at home, but I was in my shirt. And the shoes I had on was my hand-painted shoes that I had on today. I am going to walk out even if I am not dressing, dressing up. I'm going to be branded. I'm going to have on something. And I always have my purse with me. Actually, I'm going to bring it over. But I always have my purse with me that is branded as well. And 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 people, it's a conversation. It's always going to spark a conversation. Exactly. It's ready to say yes. And my website is cameragammon.com. It's my name. Exactly. It. You should be your own promotion board. And I also want to give it a shout out to Sandy. Sandy be your promotion board. Like Sandy be killing on your, on your shit. Like... <laughs> Sandy, and, and that's it. She walks the walks and talks the talk. You know, Amen. that wasn't, you know, she's going to put on one of my designs and she's going to say, hey, I'm I'm in your design. I can see and I can spot my earrings. I don't care who makes earrings or whatever it is. I know my earrings from a mile Hell away. Yeah. I can tell. So when she puts it on, I was like, that's my girl. Or she's wearing a shirt in a suit and I, and I know it's mine. I know it's my brand. And that's the thing about is owning your brand. Not just saying, oh yeah, I own it. It's, it's my name. But owning that and knowing that, hey, this is mine. This is something that I created three o'clock in the morning when I'm up working and designing this morning just to send things out. It's knowing that it's mine and I own it. But it's also a, a downside to that. There are times where I've dropped the ball, where I've been late in shipping something out because I'm so stressed being a one-woman show, trying to get everything done. And then I said to my customer, I apologize, but guaranteed that customer is getting something extra because I dropped the ball. And sometimes we, we have to, to customer to service it's, it's, it's so important. It is so important to have good customer service. And that's why I retain most of my customers because of that. There are going to be some who don't understand because they still think it's Amazon. I'm not team when I'm not uh, uh, Amazon, right? So I can't ship next day. And even if I have it here, I still have to package it. I still have to put it together. I'm still and probably your next day already has so much on the list because you are a mother, you are a partner, you are there's all that that comes, you know. Mm -hmm. So, 
And that's why, thank God, because me and you are different. You create them. I just go on a website and put my sticker and whatever and then let it end. If I was creating it myself, and that's, I think that's one of the things because I hate going to to post office and dealing with that. So I was like, I do not want to order all these merchandise, have them in my house and for people not to buy. If they're on Shopify for me, because I didn't put my energy in creating them. I just sit on the bed at night and I just go and I'm like, oh, I want the socks. I just put my picture, position it, and that's it. Unlike you. So for that, it's like, it will stay there. If somebody buys it, cool. If somebody doesn't, but that's not like my livelihood, but you, it's different. That yeah. That is your, your, that's, that's your brand. That's your baby. Mm-hmm. That's your, uh, your business. But, um, and, and I feel like most people, like, again, you say, as long as the communication is there with the customers and I feel like most people are understanding when the communication comes, especially for small owned businesses, but unless you're being, because there are some small businesses, even though they're the ones in the wrong and shit, and then they have this bad attitude and that becomes a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't want that. And I, you know, I follow up with customers like, Hey, you know, when I had my accident, there are so many understanding customers like knowing that I couldn't ship those things out. It's still hard for me now to even lift lift up some canvases because you know my back still hurts or my shoulder still hurts and i have to be mindful like tomorrow is rest day tomorrow i'm resting and that's very important yes thursday friday saturday sunday i am working and i know i know i have to listen to my body i now know i can't push myself beyond a certain limit because it will i'll pay for it and the paying for it means that i'll be out of commission for a week so it's best to take one day off at least and recuperate and then reset because your mind needs to reset too right your mind your body your soul needs that reset and that's what i tell people because sometimes at my job as well i will wake up in the morning and i'll feel my body telling me or even i end up having a very shitty attitude and i know if i go into work i might end up losing my job because that shitty attitude my body is literally telling me listen girl i know you need the money but you gotta stay and, and and sometimes i look at my financial situation i'm like yo my bills are coming up shit i need this by the end of the day i'm like if i force myself i might go there and do some fucked up shit and lose the job which will put me in a worse situation right. or I, I might end up going to do and then falling sick ending up in a hospital and then having to pay all these hospital bills because hospitals ain't cheap so i'm like you know what I rather call out and miss mm-hmm. that eight hours, but when the body says rest, listen to it because the price you're gonna pay mm-hmm. will be. And it took me a while to understand that because you know where I, I live at the moment, paycheck to paycheck because of a lot of shit, and and that's I, 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 and that's not something I, I I am fearful to say, but I'm still making my way and living, figuring out my dreams and paying my bills and. But there are certain days that even though I live paycheck to paycheck and I need every cent I have, I'm like, girl, we'll figure it out. God got you. Pray, sleep. You need to sleep. You need to rest. You need to just, tomorrow you'll go back (laughs) because it's necessary. As you know, I I went through the fire that I told you. I had $2.30 left in my bank account, right? And God brought me back from that $2.30. I regained, I earned, and then did everything well. The accident again put me down again. And I was like, really, God? And, and I went through, I had savings. And then the other day, I ended up in the negative, And I'm like, how did this happen? 
But I, I, everything was going on. My son got sick, moving. We're trying to do all these different things. And life happens. And we've never missed a meal, despite everything else. And things not getting paid when they're supposed to get paid sometimes. That, that's what, what it had to be. I had to prioritize life. I had to prioritize my son's health over certain things. And that's what's important. You know, people in regards to my son was like, oh, when is he going to go to college? When is he going to do everything? I'm like, I'm trying to keep him alive. Do you understand how much stuff he's gone through? Right now, I'm just celebrating. Today, we went to the doctor, and he's been the healthiest he's been in four years. Four years. Today is the healthiest he has ever been. Won't God do it? I had to. Go ahead. Mm. No, that's what I said. I I said, "Mm." that was it. I said, look at all this strife that I'm going through and stressing and, and putting everything else. And God knows I was exhausted and did not want to go to that doctor today, but I had to go. I had to make sure that I'm taking care of him and making sure I'm prioritizing his health as well and following up with the doctor. And I was tired as I don't know what, because I had to lift that wheelchair out, get him in his wheelchair and do all those different things. But to hear that, and he hadn't been eating for two days. And when I said to him, do you want to go to Tasty Spoon? He's like, Yes. And he went and we just... Look at God. And that's the... And I tell people, I still, I used to over-worry so much because I'm overthink. I'm a cancer. Like, I live in my head. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I was like, it's, it's doing nothing to me. So all I do, I might still worry, but I worry less. And I, I, I will worry. And then once I pray, I'm like, listen, Paula, you've done the worry. You've prayed. Leave it to God. Keep going. Because... Nothing's and, and somehow, despite everything, I, it always ends up being okay. Mm-hmm. Like every time, because mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, you know what? There's no point arguing with something. If that's how it's meant to go, that's how it's meant to go. I know God has gotten me through so much yep. shit until right now. Mm-hmm. I've lost my job and didn't for two months. I didn't have a job and I still survived. I, I had a fire and still survived. So you know what? We're gonna survive. I will find a place. I will. The money will come. Right. I will survive. I do not have the energy to to argue. Mm-mm. You can't. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's just like you you have to cut off things, right? It's just like when when if you have gangrene or something on your foot, in order to save the rest of your life, you gotta cut the foot off, right? You can't keep Amen. holding on to the gangrene and and saying, oh, if I throw a little alcohol, I throw a little hydrogen peroxide. No, it's gangrene. It's over. It's, it's, it's festering. Cut it off and keep the rest of your body and keep moving. So giving that negative energy and, and allowing it to bubble and, and to go into is address the thing head on and then just pray about it and keep moving on. So I woke up after three. I was like, thank you, God, for waking me up. I'm tired. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I'm going to get through today. And I, I know I have a lot of things on my plate today and I want to make sure I had scheduled because I came back in at 7.30 and we're at 8 o'clock. I was just coming back in from being on the road with my son because traffic was so bad. I was like, I got to be on the call. I got to be here. And you know, it's, it's, it's prioritizing those things that are important, That those things that make you want to live and ignite the spirit and everything else. I'm excited about being here with you and being able to talk to you and getting all that in. Of course. We talked to you from there. I was like, absolutely. I know. And the fact that you actually also reached out to me, I was like, go. When am I coming to your podcast? I'm like, this is the energy I want. Because sometimes you talk to people about coming to your podcast and 
I hate it when we talk about it and you show excitement, but then you also don't kind of reach out to me. But you have done it, and I believe twice we have talked about it. I was like, oh, I got you, I got you. But, so that makes me happy. Now, in this process, right, when we talk about art, clothing, jewelry, all have the power to convey emotions and stories, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, the way they dress, the art they pick, the jewelry they wear, it, it has some emotions, it has some stories. Either, oh, this is from my great-grandmother, or, I, you know, this, I felt certain connection with this. Mm-hmm. So how do you infuse your personal narratives and emotions into your creations regardless of the medium? Because we do know the medium can be very critical. <laughs> so I think for me, when I think about the, the silhouettes of women that I paint, and I, I'm, I'm most, I use the word famous for, is these dancers or these silhouettes. As um, a teenager and even as a child, I danced. And even though I was plus size, I still danced. I didn't care if my belly was showing or whatever it is. Dance made me happy. It was freeing to me. And so now I paint women, most of them with their backs, because we as women carry a lot and we bear the burden, if you will. So even as delicate and as simple and as beautiful as a dancer is, you notice that the arms, if you ever look at what my paintings, the arms are stretched out a little bit, a bit longer than they should be just because they have been bearing so much. And I t- turn the back, is just like, yes, the small of her back is the sexiest part of a woman, is what they say. But when you it think is. about it, is that sometimes that innocence, if you will, is taken away. So I always can infuse or depict my life in that sense. I am a survivor um, of sexual abuse from a molestation. So for me, it's, it's how do I depict my strength, my innocence and everything else in these paintings. And it's the simplest of things and, and just how my evolution and how I am the woman I am today. So a lot of that is also brought into my pieces. When it looks at the abstract, it's almost organized chaos. And that's how my life is. I am the mother of three. I have just inherited, if you will, three more. So mother of, of six combined. And yes, so it is. I'm waiting for my invite. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I know we talked about this. Because, oh, by the way, the day I met her, it was also a big day for her. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, as he was creeping by a while ago. <laughs> but it is, um, you know, important for this organized chaos. As it sometimes I am overthinker as well. And with abstract painting, it, it, it's not overthinking. It's just a freedom to create, to put down whatever color you want, and people can interpret it however they feel. But for me, I am a visual learner. I'm an author learner, but visually, if I see something, I can recapture it. And sometimes it's just people passing in the store while I'm painting. Or if I'm home and there's construction going on, then I'm going to put all these different things into it. Whatever it is, I want to infuse that into my work and then also be able to depict my mood. So if you see bright colors on you know, what I paint, um, that's just my happiness, all these different things that it, it evokes. But I'm also going to paint like what you have there with her eyes cold and simplicity, but also depict 
By the way, just one eye, and you know, because yes. you know. Yeah, I love this painting, eye. y'all. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hang it on my new place because now I have to look for a new place. <laughs> Change is good. I, I, we've just moved. It's been chaos since we've moved, but I'm grateful that we have a roof over our head. Every day we have somebody else coming here to fix something else. And it's about people, like people don't know that's going on while I'm having life. You know, this is a very transparent moment for me that through the last two and a half months of moving, you know, I still haven't unpacked my clothes. My clothes are in bags upstairs. My closet is under construction, not because I'm fixing anything up, but because there was an issue with it. But there's so many things going on. Life is lifing. Life is, is going on on a day-to-day basis. And people just see you show up and you're smiling and they have no idea what you're going on, what's going on in, in, in your life. You know, the kids started school and I'm maneuvering all of that that is going on. And people tend to think, well, you look like you have it all together. You, you, you show up and you dress up and make it pretty. And, that, and that's what happens is that when I show up into spaces, my makeup is done. Like today I have no makeup on. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, being here. You can't even tell because you're glowing over thank here. You, thank you. Thank you. But I have no makeup on. You know, it's showing up as your true self too it's, it's showing up in in those space of, of being true to who you are but also shedding all these things that we do that this persona of i have to be all together and people have to see me all together i'm a hot hot mess right about now right as i tell you my living room my dining room sorry has all this stuff in there because I'm creating, because that's a creative space. But I also need to leave where we all come together as a clear space because we have to have that clear space in order to breathe, to all the think and everything else, and despite the chaos. So talking about my work, that plays a part in it too when I'm creating these different things. But then sometimes I have very intricate pieces and then I have very pieces where it's just so relaxed and calming and, Everything it all depends with the mood and the surroundings. Everything. My mood, it, it, it does. Anything I see or what's going on is what I paint. And that's what people will always see with me. There are some times where I just paint because people ask me to paint certain things, but I don't plan my paintings. That's what people don't know. Unless it's a commission, I do not plan my painting. It's whatever colors I pick up from my toolbox, whatever tools I decide to use. Sometimes it's just my fingers. Like all weekend, I paint with my fingers. It was kind of like, I, I want to feel the paint and touch it. It goes back to being so tactile and, and being one with the painting. And I feel like... I and I think it's so much fun painting with your fingers sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get the mess. The mess, yeah, people avoid the mess, but the mess makes beautiful. And, and I think that's the, the abstract, why people love abstract. And um, for me, because I suck at drawing, painting. So abstract for me, it's like... Oh my God, you, you just, it's no longer you painting. It's the colors painting for themselves because you just do whatever. And the next thing you know, and the best part about it, not just abstract, but any art. And I think this is why most people love art. And it can also be a a life meaning because one piece of art, this one piece, five people can look at it and everybody can have a different interpretation of it. But then yet we want everybody to have one meaning or one the, of life or of anything. If mm-hmm. one piece of art, we can all think differently things. Why can't I as a person 
Tamara can see me as, oh my God, Paula is a beautiful human being. Sandra can see me, oh my God, Paula is a thoughtful human being. Because all those different things can make me, I don't have to be one person, I don't have to be in a box or anything. So uh, I think we need to learn more from art <laughs> as human beings and maybe we'll be better human beings. But also you stated, uh, uh, you stated a lot of germs in there. You know, um, something my mom told me, I used to live in UK. And most people don't know that there were days in UK when we would be so broke, but nobody would know it. Like Richard, we wouldn't even have electricity in the house. We wouldn't know what we're eating at night. But we always figure it out. But when you see outside, we're always dressed like we look good. And my mom told me something. She was like, Paula, you should never look like your problems. And also, that's why I think what social media has brought, because people take what you post very internally. Yes. Like, I'd be looking at people and I'm like, just because I posted or just because you saw me, I posted doesn't mean I'm okay. Yes. You don't know if that post was scheduled. You don't know if somebody else has a, my password and is posting for me. And half of the time, like me, when you go look at my post, literally something I've posted today, I had so much hair or something. And look at me right now. It shows you that that's a fucking old post that I'm just using. Mm -hmm. So just because I posted it now doesn't mean that's what's happening right now. So people need to learn to actually have conversations with people. People feel like, oh, I saw a post, so she must be okay. No, <laughs> I have to post because my business depends on me posting on social media, me exactly. being active on social media. It doesn't mean I could be in bed right now crying tears while I'm posting. Oh my God. But just because I post, and that's why I tell people, it's important to check on your people no matter how many times they've posted on Instagram. Exactly. Like literally, my friend passed away three weeks ago and I had the most hard time dealing with that. I had to take almost three days off work. And the only good thing, I could have taken a whole week, but the next week I was already scheduled off because my family was in town. My sister, who I hadn't seen her in years, and my niece was born in 2020. I hadn't met her yet. They came from Tanzania, so I had a whole week with them. Actually, they missed the flight, so they ended up being here for two weeks. <laughs> but before that, my high school best friend, who... Literally, every time, she was very active on Facebook. And I think that's also, I was like, oh, I'll check on her, I'll check on her. And then every time I see her post, and I'm like, oh, it's a reminder that I need to check on her. But because she posted, I'm like, yeah, she's good, you know. And she, mm -hmm. she had just lost her husband over um, alcohol abuse. The husband killed himself. And then it was just one year anniversary. She was going through it. She has two kids. And um, they're in Germany, the family's back home. So she was having a hard time, and especially the one year coming, and the mother-in-law who her kids, the grandkids richly look like his son. So it, she's also dealing with her own. So we were having these conversations because she listens to my podcast. And then she'd come, she'd listen to an episode, and she'd be like, hey, this, this, this. And then the last message she sent me, she was like, Paula, when you get a chance, please call me. I'd like to talk to you. We don't have to talk about anything serious. We can just laugh, talk about stupid shit. I really miss you. I want to talk to you. And I told her, I promise I'll call you as soon as I can this weekend. And I didn't call her that weekend. 
And then my birthday came. And then I saw one day before my birthday, she posted. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to call her. Tomorrow I'm free. And because I was just enjoying my birthday, you know, I wasn't even trying to call or return. Even the people were calling me for my birthday, I wasn't answering or return calls. You know, sometimes you just need to be away from. And then July 2nd, I get a call that she passed away. That shit hit me the fact that now I can't call her back ever again. Mm-hmm. Now the fuck those social media posts that I thought were everything. Now I will even miss on them, but just because she was posting two days doesn't mean she was dealing with a kidney failure that I didn't even fucking know about. Or I didn't know that maybe whatever she was dealing with, I could have advised or told her to go get it checked higher or to, you know? So that guilt ate me so much. I got depressed. I got sad. I could not work. I could not. And I work in customer service. I'm like, how am I supposed to be happy? And when you know, customer, you gotta be happy and cheaper. And I wasn't, I wasn't. So, we need to be more this social media it's not real life like people mm-hmm. people half of the time they do what they gotta do in the social media yes and we gotta check on each other and <laughs> yeah, it's very important for me it's one of those things where i posted you you don't have the person next to you just trying to hold it together it's exactly because you just never know and for me i schedule a lot of my posts i have so many drafts ready to go and all I'm doing is clicking or I'm putting on Facebook where it's scheduled and it posts to my Instagram as well. So people don't know. And they're like, oh, I, I saw you. Where are you in the world? Are you? No, I'm like, I'm home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't post real time. So you And just because we look good outside doesn't mean we ain't financially struggling and shit. Yeah, I might have bought those things when I was supposed to go on vacation and I canceled my vacation. So I have clothes in my, in my closet. That have tags from two years ago. I remember when Charlotte Truth was pretending to, to close down and it went on sale and I bought a bunch of stuff. And then after a month, they reopened. But I never wore the stuff. They still have tags. So I might step out looking good. That doesn't mean, oh, I still have money to shop or shit. Right. I just have a lot of shit in my closet that just haven't been worn. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, we lost our whole COVID during COVID. A whole year and a half that we didn't go out. So we do have some clothes that we were shopping so I feel like people get, oh, because I saw her out, or because I saw her, well, yeah, her Instagram show she was party. Maybe I was invited. I wasn't the one buying the bottles. I was forced to go there, or I needed to make an appearance because of my brand or anything. But people feel like because they see what you post on social media, they know your life, or they, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you're okay. We need to stop that. Yeah, and, and these rose-colored glasses that we, we, we portray, people are thinking, oh, well, everything is good and everything must be it's like you don't know on a day-to-day basis where you know I have to get up and, and and check to make sure my son is breathing you know he has chronic lung disease so anything can change overnight for me so it's you know even though they're older now I still have children that I have to check on I still have to be a mom and still have to be a partner and still have exactly to you don't switch the mom switch off however grown they are you're always going to be a mom I mean, my my dad. I, if my dad could switch a button off from being my father, I pro- he probably would. Because I'm 34, and I still, when I'm having a bad day, I literally call my dad crying, "Daddy," and mm-hmm. and he gets frightened, and because I'm here alone and shit, and I'm like, "Damn, I'm still 34." And my dad feels like this about me, like literally. And one thing he'll be like, 
don't go drinking now. You know, when you start drinking while you're sad, you get depressed. <laughs> and then he starts getting worried. And I'm like, damn, now I put that on my dad when he didn't need that. Mm-hmm. But speak. Catch part two coming out on Friday.